It's Tuesday, October 26th, 2021, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am your host, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, Marcelo Pico, here to introduce yet another Talk Film Society podcast. On this episode, uh, it's yet another uh, episode in which I talk to a great guest about their top 25 films of all time. Uh, This episode, I'm talking to Marcus Irving. Uh, Yes, I got him on the show. Um, big get for TFS. Um, oh, I'll also say up top here, uh, the voting continues onward um, uh, for the TFS 100, in which we ask you, our listeners, our readers, followers of Talk Film Society, um, to vote for your top 25 films of all time. We'll calculate the ballots, we'll add up the votes, and we'll come up with a top 100 list uh, that represents all of our different tastes in films. But yes, this is a, a part of that series where, again, I talk to great people about their lists. And Marcus is no exception. He's a great guest. Uh, you'll hear him for the next uh, about uh, an hour 40 uh, discussing his favorite films of all time. Um, I listened to this uh, just now when I was editing it. I cracked up during parts where he felt he uh was crumbling uh, as we as we progressed um i thought that was funny uh but no it's a great talk uh so listen to that in a bit but first listen to me tell you uh, i'm reminding you to um support us on patreon patreon.com slash talk society go there to support us uh we our website is up because of people uh, like you, and I'm talking to the patrons who uh, help us out there. Uh, listeners like you—that's that's the NPR, that's the PBS slogan, isn't it? Uh, uh, we're here because of people like you, uh, patrons, who support us on Patreon. Again, Patreon.com/talkfromsociety. Check out bonus episodes. I'm gonna get more bonuses on there soon enough. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's the plug. And also, again, I'll say this one more time. The TFS 100 ballots. Oh, I don't, I don't think I gave the link earlier. Here's the link. TalkFilmSociety.com slash TFS 100. That's where the ballot is. That's where you can vote for your top 25 of all time. And we'll add them all up again. Just to reiterate, we're going to add them up to make a top 100 list. Okay, there we go. That's all I need to say at the top of the show. Oh, a recommendation. I'll give you a quick recommendation. Of what I've seen recently. Um, I, I will say I did see The French Dispatch, Wes Anderson's new film. Um, again, it's one of those where I might end up talking about it on the on the show in the future. But for now, I'll just say it might be my favorite movie of the year. Maybe. I need to give it a rewatch. But it, it uh, really, uh, really affected me deeply. And um, it's another great movie for those who legitimately think Wes Anderson is a great film director, which I think he is. There are people who don't think he's that great. Uh, they may think he's too wee or too cutesy of a filmmaker, um, but I think he's he makes great work most of the time. I mean, I'm not a fan of everything he's ever done. I'm not a huge fan of Isle of Dogs, but French Dispatch is, um, is up there with Grand Budapest Hotel and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, I guess you'd call it his like, late-era work, um, you know, post-Royal Tenenbaums, uh, post- Darjeeling Limited. Uh, he still makes great movies, uh, for the most part. Again, not a huge fan of Owl Dogs. But French Dispatch might be might be my favorite of the year. Um, it's about an editor-in-chief 
you know, compiling a final issue of his um, of his uh, magazine, and uh, it it really spoke to me as a as also a fellow uh, editor in chief. So I might be biased, is what I'm saying. But you might enjoy French Dispatch, and again, we might talk about it on the show maybe in the future. Uh, but that's it. Enough of me. All right, now here it is. Uh, I hope you enjoy this discussion with me and Marcus Serving, because if you don't enjoy us here, you won't enjoy Marcus and I discussing Southland Tales and the works of Richard Kelly on our other podcast on this network. Uh, have a nice apocalypse. Um, so, yeah, if you don't. And also, if that's the case, why are you listening to this? Uh, I mean, you shouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you not to listen to this. But if you don't know who Marcus Irving is, if you don't know who I am, give us a shot. Uh, listen to this, judge us, and then check out our other podcast on this network. Uh, have a nice apocalypse. That's my. That's another plug I have at the beginning of this. Uh, me and Marcus do that Southland Tales podcast. Have a nice apocalypse. It's a fun time. Check it out. Um, if you enjoy our conversation here again, uh, that's it. Please enjoy me and Marcus discussing his favorite films of all time. Hi, Marcus. How are you? Hey, Marcelo. What's up? Nothing much. Uh, just here. I'm talking Great. to you. We're going. Go, we're going to mm-hmm. go through your top 25 of all time. How, how about that? Sounds sounds good to me. Sounds good. I think to that's you. what we should do to encourage other people to vote on their top 25s. Yeah, the TFS 100. Yeah, for the thing. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I, I said that on the intro, um, but this list. Oh, by the way, is it a ranked list? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Number one through twenty-five. Um, I think anybody who does not rank their list is a coward. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's that's. I'm on the record saying that. Okay, I'm not going to remind people who uh, who were past guests. I'm disparaging a lot of your former guests. Yeah. Uh, I I'm, don't care. I don't okay. care. Okay. I'm not going to point out who I'm you're here, disparaging. I'm here, to, I'm here to... I'm on everybody's side. get into fights. No. Please don't attack anybody. Um, you play both sides, Marceau. I play both sides. I don't know that about you. <laughs> there are good people on both sides. Yes, yes. Yes. I've been saying that for years. You keep telling me this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so anyway... The top 25 of Marcus Serving. This list will be on the episode page on talkfilmsociety.com. It'll be on Marcus's Letterboxd, right? Anybody can peruse that list on Letterboxd. Um, And also, it's going to be here right now because I'm going to read them off before we start talking about them. Okay, here we go. Are you ready, Marcus? I'm going to read off your top 25. Let's let's do this. I'm I'm nervous. Let's do it. Real quick. this, This is just the rundown. Here we go. Number 25, Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Number 25, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Number 24, Mother. Number 23, Drag Me to Hell. Number 22, Crank. Number 21, Halloween 2 from 2009. Number 20, Bone Tomahawk. Number 19, Eraserhead. Number 18, Drive from 2011. Number 17, The Place Beyond the Pines. Number 16, Saw. Number 15, Furious 7. Number 14, Jackass. Number 2. Number 13, Old Boy. Number 12, Rocky. Number 11, Neon Genesis Evangelion. The End of Evangelion. Number 10, Inglorious Bastards. Number 9, Chasing Amy. Number 8, The Tree of Life. Number 7, Cloud Atlas. Number 6, Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me. 
Number five, Call Me By Your Name. Number four, Do the Right Thing. Number three, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Number two, Apocalypse Now. Number one, anybody want to guess? Anybody want to guess? No, no. Southland Tales is number one. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. list. What uh, a list. I'd like to, yeah, what a list. I'd like to make the quick note. Um, that Apocalypse Now at number two, I, I, I usually cite Redux. Oh, I see. I don't you know, know if that. I, I don't know if there's a different entry for that on Letterbox, but uh, no, I think they group, just say it's the Redux version. They group them all, or redo together, or re-say it. Re- Redux. Uh, we'll we'll talk about redux. that in a bit. Um, <clears throat> but the first question I always ask people, I already know the answer to, uh, because uh, full disclosure, this is our second attempt doing this. First attempt, yeah. let's not talk about it. Um, I mean, I was doing it differently, and uh, I found a way to make things shorter. I just recorded an episode yeah. with Matt Curione earlier today, and that one came out to about 90 minutes. You know, a lot better than previous episodes where I went on for about four hours uh, for one guest. Um, so that's yeah. insane. You didn't want to do that for me, which was fully possible, and that was the road we were on. Uh, yeah, I did not want to go uh, long with you, Marcus, because I just don't like talking to you at all. We talk to each other too much already. Already. It's fully understandable. We host a podcast where we talk about Southland Tales um, chapter by yeah. chapter. And those episodes run over an hour for sure, close to two hours. Um, uh, so I don't want to just make this the Marcus and Marcelo uh you know podcast network although it easily could no. be it's almost there the, anyway. the, this this episode is about a greater purpose it is to promote your thing yeah my uh, thing it's not about me this is not about me it's Even liter- though it kind of is about me it's, it's literally not- okay marcus it's literally about you and your list that th- look the 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 overall the overall message of this show is not oh look at me marcus it is, it is- <laughs> No, it's not. You don't it understand. Is everybody, it is, it is, think of your own things and and vote. I think that's what this is, this, the mission statement of this little series of yours is. Not re- uh, that, that vote stuff, that's at the beginning of the episode. That's, I tell people to vote at the beginning, but then here, we, I don't, when I, when I do these segments with guests and going through their top 25, I rarely mention the TFS 100 yeah. list. I, I barely touch on that. I want to talk to right. you about your yeah. list, about why you pick these movies. But but before we do that, I just <sighs> want to make it clear that if you if you are out there making your own list and you are still in line, stay in line. They cannot <laughs> make you leave. No, yeah. Please stay in line, okay? Um, and also this is also you know, okay. That's third on that's third on the list of our mission statement here. Third on the list, get people to vote for the TFS 100, okay? Talkfromsociety.com slash TFS 100. I never say that link in the episode proper. I always say it in the intro, but Marcus, you made me do it. Okay, that's number three. Number two, it's for me because I'm making my own list. I'm still making it, okay? And I like to go through some movies that you know I might want to rewatch. Maybe you'll convince me or other guests will convince me whether a movie should be on my list. You know, who knows? Uh, I'm also so interested in. I'm, in, I'm very much interested in movies I haven't seen, and there's at least one here I haven't seen that I can talk to you about. Um, you know, I like being sold on movies, and then that's number two. Number one is you. You're the guest. It's your show. Well, it's my show, but you, it's you're the center All of right. attention. Okay. And All right, th- yes, sir. 
Okay, so sit down, shut up, and let's do this. Let's How do hard this. was... Ask me that question. <laughs> Here's the question. And I already know the answer. How hard was it to make this list? And don't answer yet. Incredibly hard. I already know. No, because, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I already know because the first time we did this, we attempted to record this episode. It was a different list than what we... Yeah, what we're doing tonight, and even yesterday when we tried to record, this is actually our third attempt of doing this. Because yesterday we tried to do this, and I canceled. And that list is different from t- tonight's list. So this list has changed in my eyes at least three times. So Marcus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was it in fact that hard to make this list? I found it very hard. I wanted to uh, balance. Uh, 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 being true to myself, but also trying to represent myself to others and my taste in film on people on my podcast here to all the listeners. Um, yeah, I found it very hard. I uh, eventually, like I first started out with a list that was like over 150 movies long. And then I spent like the better part of a week, like any f- d- downtime I had just going through that letterbox list and being and like... Uh, cringing as I had to, uh, cringing and crying as I had to delete every movie from there until I got it down to like 35 ish. And then it became super hard and I had, I didn't want to delete any of them. And then, like you said, this is the second time we've recorded this. The, the list is quite different. I want to say there's seven movies on here that were not on there originally. And that just goes to show you that, uh, you're no, it's never set in stone. It's just how you're feeling at the time. And, but, but, but we are recording this to be set in stone. So I need it to reflect me best at this exact period in my life. And I hope that this list does that. And not to call you out, but I do have the movies that you took off the list. Um, yeah. So just to call you out, here are the movies that I'm glad you do. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to do it here. I'm going to, Read off the movies that you took off the list. Okay, so you, you previously yeah. had The Master, The Cell, mm-hmm. Spring Breakers, Francis Ha, No Country for Old Men, The Phantom of the Opera from 2004, and Not Another Teen Movie. So, yeah. Marcus, my next question. Uh, why take those off in particular? What has changed between then and now? Uh, my overall mood has changed a lot, and I feel like the movies that are on this list now probably better reflect that move uh, mood. I've also like listened to a lot of other episodes of this show, and like and cool. being kind of inspired by other people, and kind of like like Jacob DeNoble and your and yours conversation about Fast and Furious was just like, yeah, I, I love Fast and Furious too much. Like I wanted to get that movie on here, uh, Furious Seven. I wanted to get that on there, but I was like, yeah, you know what? No, I got to cut it. And then like, I heard you guys talking about it, and then I went and saw F9, and I was like, you know what? No, I love this series too much. It has to be represented on here. And then like, a part of me thought, like, uh, maybe maybe I was thinking too much about what others think about me with that list, and not enough about like what I actually really uh, like, what which we- I think this list, at least for right now, says. Yeah, as of September 23rd, 2021. Yeah, um, at 8.37 p.m. Yes. Why don't we start at Furious 7? Um, All right. Because we're jumping around here. So, funnily enough, I just finished watching F9 earlier this evening. Um, 4K? 
yes, the 4K just got it this past week. I saw the director's cut. Um, I don't. It's it's nice to see the director's cut, but uh, my my quick review is I'll stick with the with the theatrical. Um, is it, is it really different? Because like in my experience, those aren't for the Fast and Furious movies. No, like nine seconds longer, and they just have a few more shots of blood or something. I'm glad we're gonna have a Fast and Furious discussion here, but oh, okay. hey, make it short. No, no, no. Oh, well, th- this this will actually blend into Furious Seven, surprisingly enough. So this this makes sense. Um, so I, ta- I was talking to somebody on Twitter about the Fast and Furious extended and director's cuts, right? Because um, they started at, at like Fast Five, is when I remember them having extended yeah. cuts, right? I cannot tell you the difference between the theatrical and the extended for F five, F six. I don't think I've even seen the F eight extended cut. Um, yeah, but the only one I remember it being a difference. Oh, and and, and I quickly say F nine. Yeah, it's seven minutes longer. The director's cut of F nine. Oh, and the only uh, they do add scenes, but the scenes they add really don't add much to the story because it's scenes of okay. like Dom like talking with you know uh, his sister about their father, and then him calling his son and seeing how he's doing and uh then there's a scene with exposition about han that stuff we already knew so stuff like that like stuff that should have been on the cutting room floor and i can i can see why they wanted to add it in just to add more layers but the layers already there f9 is already good you know uh the the original cut is good on its own so uh, not not essential it's it's nice to see those scenes, you know, um, but maybe they would have been better just in the deleted scenes on the DVD or Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray. Furious 7, though, that's the only one I remember that there's a good difference between the, the theatrical and extended cut. Because in, in the extended cut of Furious 7, that opening hospital scene is in one continuous take. Uh, in the theatrical cut, I think it's broken up. So that hospital scene where Statham is going through the, you know, and, and like it's destruct, it's destruction, and um, it plays better in the extended cut. Uh, but yeah, that's the only part I remember. I don't, I can't remember any other uh, moments that really add anything to the plot for Furious Seven. Other than that, I just think it's a cool thing. Furious Seven, why is it on here, Marcus? It is my favorite movie in my favorite. What I believe is my favorite franchise is the Fast and Furious. I love all of them to death, to varying degrees, but I I think seven uh, gets me on a more emotional level than any of the other ones. Like five, of course, is like when they first started, like really, absolutely going for it with the action scenes, and Justin Lin like did does incredible shit with this series. He really does. Like all of his movies are top notch. I, I can't say a bad word about him. But Seven, it hits me more emotionally because of uh, the the death of Paul Walker and how they send off his character at the end of the movie. I think it's really beautiful, even if the eh, they're kind of doing some iffy stuff with that around f9 and 8 but but still it's it it holds up on its own is like a really uh i think a beautiful thing to do for the star of your franchise the heart of their like he was he was the heart of this franchise like i mean and vin diesel and the rock staring each other down that stuff's fucking awesome i I love it all but 
Paul Walker did really add a ton to it. He, he was like the emotional anchor of a lot of it, a lot of it. And, uh, to suddenly not have that. And, but to have furious seven be like this big tribute to him on top of being what I, like th- on top of having what I think are maybe overall my favorite, like set pieces in this franchise, like, like just as, as the whole movie, how they all come together. Uh, this is the one with the skydiving, planes uh this is the one where they drive the cars or the skydiving cars this is the one where they drive the cars between the the buildings in dubai this is the um yeah the whole god's god's eye thing uh, through la right that's that's all great yeah yeah Yeah. that that whole that whole like weird chase through la where Paul Walker's character goes up a ramp and then like gently dangles a, a a thing of grenades on a helicopter to blow up the helicopter. It, it just it just kicks so much ass, all all of it, and it it, it works incredibly well. And it's just like if if I if I like sat down, and was like I only have I need to watch a Fast and Furious movie right now. I only have time to watch one. It will be this one. It will make me cry. I will be very invested in. Each each and every bit of it, the humor always humor works more than a lot of the movies do. Uh, I I I it is it's just my favorite movie in my favorite like ongoing action franchise. Furious Seven, I'm not mad at you. I don't know who who would be mad. I don't want to know the person who's mad at you for putting Furious Seven on this list. Okay, because yeah, Furious Seven is my favorite Furious movie. Um, is that true? It's true. Yeah, yeah. Um and did you not know that I might have said that on the Jimmy no Denoble I, I didn't I really episode. didn't um but yeah it's my favorite for all the reasons you said um and I think it 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 works it's 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 terrible for me to say but because of Paul Walker's death because of how they handled his death and how they kind of ran into like this whole. Like, there's a scene where Dom basically dies and comes back to life through love. Like, all that stuff makes it work beyond just an action blockbuster. It gives it something special. And yeah. I, I'm like, yes, that's, 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 why, that's, that's what I go to the movies for. And it works because it manages to be respectful and also just be a great action movie on top of that so yeah um, yeah Juan was put in like such a such a losing position like he like, uh, the the star of his, of his movie and his beloved franchise that he had never worked on before uh this the star dies mid-filming the 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 previous director is gone like it, that seems like something better equipped for justin james uh, justin lynn to handle but yeah Juan, he he absolutely pulled it off, and uh, yeah. I I don't know. He and yeah, let's talk more about James Wan because James Wan also yeah. is uh, number sixteen. Uh, Furious Seven is fifteen, and number sixteen is Saw by James Wan. Let's talk, yeah. let's talk about James yeah, Wan, could. okay? Yeah, let's talk about. Him. Have you seen uh, Malignant, Marcus? I have seen Malignant, Marcelo. Malignant is a just a fucking wild. Movie. <laughs> and a really wild movie. <laughs> it's funny because Saw and Furious Seven, 
Like if yeah. if those two were to have like a baby in some yeah. weird psycho way, you'd get something yeah. like malignant. You would get malignant. Throw the Conjuring or Insidious in there too. You you yeah. get malignant. Like yeah. it, it is kind of like Juan running through his entire career and saying like, "This is what I do, and I'm super fucking good at it." And what and <laughs> and I'm gonna blow your mind with this just insane bullshit. I'm gonna get somehow get a studio to give me a million a billion dollars and i'm gonna spend it on this <laughs> you went from a million which was too low to a billion yeah. which is too, too high <laughs> <laughs> you undercompensated you overcompensated <laughs> so uh, there's a number in there that makes sense i don't know how money works <laughs> yeah uh, let, let, let's talk about saw okay so like, okay. we went from yeah, yeah. Uh, i'll quickly say and then i'll toss it to you because this is your list saw yeah. to me represents My like show. Uh, it's it's James Wan's like it's James Wan's baby, right? And then they made a franchise of it, and it, yeah. it encapsulates so much of what James Wan is and still is, because you see a lot of James Wan uh, in Malignant, and a lot of uh, the stuff in Malignant that's like kind of off the wall. That to me reminds me of Saw. It's all connected, is what I'm saying, and you see that also in like The Conjuring and, and Insidious. But I, I don't know. I love these films that. Just show me who the director is, you know, regardless of money mm. or or franchise or, or original property, and that's that's what I think makes a great filmmaker is the one that um, that kind of just shows you who they are over and over in a good way. I can compare him to like uh, you know James Gunn too. He kind of he can kind of do that for me this year with Suicide Squad, which is another story. But anyway, I love Saw. Talk about Saw, Marcus. I, I yeah I, I love Saw too. I, I actually didn't like consciously or even think about having two James Wan movies on this list and or end right next to each other until you just said it. But like yeah, it, it shows the the wide range that this guy has. But yeah, Saw Saw for me is like I, I said, uh, Fear, Fury Seven is my favorite action franchise for a reason because I Saw is my favorite horror franchise. I uh, it is something that like has. Uh, I love all, what are we up to? Nine movies. Uh, like I, I don't dislike a single one of them. Um, each one of them is like just this disgusting, grimy, gross, pr- uh, uh, practical effects. Uh, like each one just shows you something, uh, new and inventive. And, uh, I really, I, I love the setup. I love the, just where this franchise goes from here. But I'm gonna say Saw One is still my favorite, even though like there's some like filmmaking technique stuff that's kind of eh, it doesn't really hold up exactly. But I like, guess very early two thousands, but and his first film as well. But uh, yeah, it's just it's the movie that started my favorite horror franchise. One that I like. Uh, Spiral is still the only time I've been to a movie theater in the last year because that's just the movie that got me to go. Uh, it's just because I'm like that big of a saw head. Um, <laughs> is that um, is that is that what they call the saw fans? Saw heads? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So this movie came out when I was eight, eight, eight years well, old, eight turning years nine. Old. Okay. okay. Turning nine, and I like, I saw the poster of the that iconic poster of just the sawn off foot. It's so fucked up. I saw it at like everywhere, like movie theaters and stuff. And I, like, I, I so badly wanted to go to it and my parents wouldn't let me go, but they went and they said it was like really gross and they hated it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, or my, I don't know if my parents went, my aunt went, 
but uh, and, and and that no, I could not go to it. I'm a liar, and uh, <laughs> but but uh, and I kind of just held on to that feeling for a long time until I finally got to watch it. Like I started watching them as they were hitting DVD and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. There's no other horror franchises that has captured me in this way. I love the twists. I love the music. I love the setup. I like, I like the performances and like the, the incredibly winding. I'm, I'm talking about the series as a whole rather than one really. So one's kind of a stand-in. I'm not going to have multiple Saw movies on this list. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> but, you, but... Uh, would you, if, like, nobody was watching, if nobody cared, Marcus, would you put yeah. more than one Saw movie on this list? No. Top 50, probably. Top 25, no. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It exists as this thing I really wanted to see, and then I finally got to see it, and, it, like, it lived up to everything. It was, like, this, this gross, gory, fucked-up movie. And then they, they, like, I kept watching them, like, when 2 came out, it was the same deal. I wanted to go to the theaters. I couldn't go to it, but I got to see it on t- at, at home. 3 and 4, exact same deal. 5 is the first time I got to go to 1 in a movie theater, so it's, I was, like, 13, I guess. Uh, 14. Because I think it, I think it released on my birthday or like the day before my birthday, and I got to go to it, and then that that became a tradition for me. Like I, I would go to the Saw movie that comes out on my birthday every year because they turn this into a yearly franchise, and uh, yeah, it's just, it just means a ton to me. And then the first movie, uh, Carrie Elwes and uh, the director guy. Uh, <laughs> it's it's your, it's one of your favorite movies. You should know the this, Invisible right? Man, the Invisible, the Invisible, the Invisible Man. Man himself. Yeah, Lay Winnell, Lay Winnell, yeah, Lay Winnell. I I think they give great performances in there, and that that drama, like this one's a lot smaller scale than later movies. It's just like the drama of these two guys in this extremely fucked up situation and how that unfolds. The twist at the end is just like the first time you see it blows your mind. I never saw it coming. And, uh, yeah, and I, I think the series as a whole has a way of, of continuing to do that, to keep just, uh, either, if not exactly blowing my mind anymore, at least giving me just a great gory fun time and like a fun, like detective serial to follow for the hour and a half that I'm watching it. I really, I enjoy those movies a lot, Marcelo. Those are my reasons. I get it. They're valid reasons. Uh, I'm I'm validating you right now. So, good job. Thank you. Okay, let's go to something that may be controversial. You're number 25 on the list. Uh, yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Zack. ZSJL. The ZSJL cut. What's yeah. the deal with you? What's the deal? I... I don't know what my deal is, honestly. This, this is this was kind of like a last minute, like I don't know, man. I really loved it this year. Like I wanted to represent something that I saw like this year. Well, there's two things of those on here, but uh, but something back new. And like this is my favorite movie of this year by far. We're recording this in 2021. We are, and it was something that like I know the the fan community around it. Uh, was annoying. They were like harassing people on Twitter and uh, doing stupid shit, like buying billboards and stuff to try to get this made. 
but it, it worked and I'm fucking glad it did honestly because this movie absolutely rules it makes the the Justice League that came out that I didn't even hate I reviewed it for our website the Joss Whedon Justice League it makes yeah. it look like like just uh, like a travesty <laughs> like in, in retrospect to know that this stuff what this stuff had was on the tape what this movie had that that Joss Whedon came in and said no to some of that like just shows like Man, what a piece of shit he is! Like he doesn't know anything. But but what this movie is is it, like it is this insane visual spectacle, uh, like a beautiful character study thing with all these characters like that Zack Snyder had spent ten years or whatever, not ten years, however long, building up this universe from Man of Steel to here, and this is clearly the culmination and probably the end of it um at least in this form but he he went out on top i think like this is i i like batman versus superman a lot i have grown to like uh man of steel i really didn't think anything would beat wonder woman for me for my favorite dc movie but this completely blew it out of the water it, it has everything it's 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 emotional it's uh it's never boring for being a what three and a half hour movie. A it's three four hour hours. Plus movie. It's four hours. It's four hours. Yeah, it's yeah. four hour movie, and it is like it does not feel like it. Like it feels like something I could sit down and watch over and over. And uh, just the way it's filmed makes everything seem so grand. Even watching it on my TV here at home, not being able to see it in the theater, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, I don't. I- yeah, it's just it's it's great. I love what he did with these characters and the 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 all the extra scenes that were cut or had to be refilmed or whatever to make this version. I think they're absolutely essential, and uh, he he made something beautiful here, something that that feels like it shouldn't exist, and by all accounts should not, but it was brought by sheer will of fan force or whatever. I'm in agreement that it I is. I think that's interesting. It is something special, and I did enjoy it. A lot, actually. Yeah. Um, and it's and it is it is a reminder of how, for me, the weirdness or whatever's going on in Zack Snyder's head, how for me it works sometimes. And, yeah. He, he, and then when it works, it works. Yeah, when it works, it like works. That's that's what it is. And yeah. then he, then he does something like Army of the Dead, and I go, oh, this is where it doesn't work. That's just my own That's personal I'm saying thing. that, but yeah, but yeah, he, he definitely has some misses. And like, I, I I'm a big fan of Watchmen. I like Sucker Punch. Uh, obviously, his Dawn of the Dead remake's incredible. But uh, this is just this is just him. And, and 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 the again with Furious Seven, the added backstory of what happened with him and his daughter and how that uh, influenced parts of this film. Uh, it, it it makes it even more personal. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, it, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's strange for me to realize that that came out this year. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Is it, is it came out in what? Right. March? Was it March of this past year? So March, geez. So much. Yeah. So that feels like two years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. It I, really does. But anyway, I, uh, uh, you know, I'm not coming at you. I'm just saying it's a controversial take for some. But hey, it's your list. You do whatever you want, Marcus. You put that number twenty-five. It's fine. 
Uh, I don't think there's anything on this list that's all like, too overtly controversial. Maybe that, I don't know. My next choice, mother. Maybe my next one up. Maybe mother. Yeah. I mean, maybe mother. Mother is like it's a, it's an almost out of left field choice, but there are a lot of mother defenders. I I like mother just fine, uh, even though I kind of wrote a scathing review of it. Um, why why did Mother stick out to you? And also, it's a Darren Aronofsky movie. It's the only Darren Aronofsky movie on this list. I'm assuming yeah. your favorite Aronofsky uh, of the ones you've uh, seen. By far, but I'm also not fully versed in his filmography. I should be. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, I, I, I kind of... The, the general theme that I get from this list is just chaos you're a psycho oh like i would say most of like the bottom 15 of these movies are that no no see okay are just like yeah what let's let's go through some of these uh just to just just pick up the pace but okay mother i can see okay you know what i accept it marcus i accept you as a person i get it dragging me to hell hey number 23 perfect i love that one it's 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 i've always loved that movie and I love anybody who shouts it out and say, hey, that's a great movie. So you're doing great so far, yeah. Marcus, okay? That's yeah. Drag Me to Hell, great. Uh, Crank, hey, another great one, okay? Jason Statham, uh, one of his, like, uh, a landmark role for him, in my opinion, right? Absolutely. Statham is cool because he makes movies like that, right? Um, but yeah. then we get to this piece of shit. Number 21. Right. This is the one. Yeah. Why Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie? Right, Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie. So, Halloween 1 is this... Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 is this uh, kind of formulaic, not all that well-made, really grimy, weird, uh, gross. It's hard to tell what's even going on through most of it. But it is still, I think, an effective slasher if, if maybe it leans a bit too hard into just trying to be uh, shocking and violent. But Halloween two kind of harnesses that in like a, in like a really like a way better way. Like the, the way that he films like the deaths and stuff in this movie and makes them matter. Like this feels like a sequel to that first Halloween movie in not just uh, necessitated by how much money the first one made or whatever, or we need to make a sequel. It feels like Rob Zombie thought about how this was going to be a sequel and like kind of playing with themes that I'm assuming this next Halloween movie will as well of the, like how traumatic it would be to have lived through all of that fucked up bullshit that happened in the first movie. I, I think this movie is like, uh, like a really uh, beautiful look at through, through all of its disgusting imagery and like it just absolutely overly intense uh, sights and sounds that it, that it contains. It's, it is like a very, like kind of a beautiful and understated uh, like look into like the, the trauma that, that, that survivors of, of situations like this uh, have I, it's, I wish I could speak more eloquently on, on it right now. I've, I'm, I've read a, a lot about it from other people and 
I haven't seen the movie in a few years, but like I remember when I did see it, 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 cause like I didn't even like that Halloween movie, his first one. So I didn't see this. I heard this one was even worse. And then I saw it a couple of years ago and I was like, holy shit, this is, this is absolutely incredible. I thought, I, I don't know. I, I think it, it tops like, like I, I, a few years ago, Halloween one, the original, uh, John Carpenter's probably would have been in my top 10, maybe my top five. And then I saw this and I'm like, no, that, that like this, this is somebody taking this character, this concept and trying to say something, uh, as an artist, I think more than Carpenter's just like really fun, really good slasher movie. Um, I, does any of this make any sense? I feel like I'm rambling. It does. Like no, no, no. You're, you're making a here. solid point. I see where you're coming from. I, earlier I called this movie a piece of shit because that's just my own personal opinion. Even though yeah. I'll admit... I understand how you think that. I like The no. last 20 minutes is like incoherent nonsense. Yeah, but listen... But to me, it's, it's something that I see something in. I don't know. I, I, I appreciate him. I do agree with you that he's trying to do something, trying to say trying to hit on these themes his own way, Rob Zombie, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. At least there's that. At least he's making it his own unique brand of whatever he does. Um, and I, I'll admit that John Carpenter, he made a very... It's, it's, it's an effective uh, uh, movie, that first movie. But, but what is it really trying to say? I don't... You could, like, grasp at themes. Like, I grasp at, like... Like it being like, uh, uh, um, you know, the shape being basically death itself, which is kind of a, you know, basic, you know, thing yeah. to, to hang on a horror movie. But I think because of John Carpenter's direction, it's like, to me, that is it's, is its most effective thematic quality. Although if you ask John Carpenter what the theme is, he'd be like, I don't give a shit. I just shot it. It's, it's, it's what it is. Yeah. But when you ask Rob the Zombie, theme is how much money I get? Yeah, in, in, yeah. in, uh, in checks every year. Yeah, uh, which props to him because like he uh, that uh, that's his whole thing, right? But when you ask Rob Zombie, yeah. I'm sure he'll give you a different answer. Like this is what I thought. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So the, the, this movie dives into Michael Myers's backstory in a way that makes him not sympathetic, but it makes him like a real character in a way. He's not just the, but 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 uh, he, and it's got a lot of like surreal imagery. Like it, it, it does it all for me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. You don't know, man. You don't know. Turn this off. <laughs> turn this off. Listen to Marcus. Turn this off. But no, and, and, uh, another movie. Crazy. Don't, don't th- turn it off. Hey, what? hey, 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 hey. Okay, so James Wan had made two appearances on your list, right? I'm going to talk about yes. the other director who made who makes two appearances on your list. The only other director. Yeah, who does where's that. he at? Where, where's where's this at? dude at? Where, where's he at? Uh, I want him to give me a He's weather number- report. Number uh, 19 and number 6. Number 19, number 6. Number 19, Eraserhead, number 6, Twin Peaks, Fire Rock with me. Mr. David mm-hmm. Lynch himself. Uh, tell me what Twin Peaks is about. Tell you what Twin Peaks is about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's about the death of a young girl. In and one minute. FBI agent who comes to a town to uh, solve her death. Okay, that's Tell me that's what Twin enough. Peaks, Fire Walk with me is about? <laughs> tell me what Twin Peaks... Fire Walk With Me is about. It is about the uh, 
it is about diving into the tragic circumstances, uh, specifically that surrounded that girl's, that young girl's death. It, it, it examines the character of Laura Palmer in such an empathetic and beautiful way. It creates, it, it adds so much more to her character for, and for what David Lynch did here to not just make like, kind of like a fun extra long episode of Twin Peaks as the movie. What he does is he like makes you, I don't know, like Halloween too, like mother, like drag me to hell, like crank in some ways, like saw old boy Evangelion. He, he makes you wallow in this like terrible sadness of like the, the awful things that not, not just her murder, the horrible circumstances surrounding her murder, but like how the society around her failed her, like the, the kind of this small town that should, that supposedly is about something, but, but they have this seedy underbelly and that everybody hush hush knows about, but nobody wants to do anything about, um, um, because, because you don't talk about those things. And, uh, let me ask you this, Marcus. Yeah. Uh, similar to how you saw Saw and Furious 7 as like, I mean, those are your favorites of the franchise, but like you also saw them as like placeholders saying, you know, to, to signify those are your, some of your favorite franchises. For Twin Peaks, Final yeah. Rock With Me, is that also kind of like a placeholder saying Twin Peaks as a whole, or are we talking mainly the movie Final Rock With Me? It sort of is like, you're not wrong saying that it is, but also I think more it, my love of it is influenced by how much I love the show. Like I do really love what this adds to the show. Like if I saw Twin Peaks Firewalk with me and I'd never seen Twin Peaks, I don't think I would have any thought about it whatsoever. I I would think like, like what, what is this? Why am I watching (laughs) this? This is disgusting. Uh, it's per- just perverse, but, uh, but like the, the, the way it informs the show, the way it throws <laughs> that you, your main character of the TV show does none of his trademark things and is only in the first like 10 minutes only to mysteriously disappear yeah, and never show up again or ever be referenced. And then we just spend the rest of the time with Laura Palmer. Then we go to Eraserhead. Which I'll go to Eraserhead. It's his first movie. It's your number nineteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was it was it hard to pick these David Lynch movies? Like what what what's your relationship with Lynch and his other work? I love every single David Lynch movie I have seen. I have not seen all David Lynch movies. I kind of have. I have all of them in one form form or another, like as the criterions have been coming out, I've been buying them and they're just sitting over there waiting there in their own little twin Peaks space that I have shrine David Lynch, twin Peaks space, my shrine, my shrine to Lynch that I, uh, I just kind of every time when I feel like I need one or like once a year, I'll, I'll watch one. Because I just know, like, I, I feel like I connect to this guy and, like, the way that he makes art so much. Like, I really, I love everything. I love all of his weird little choices. There's nobody, 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 nobody makes movies like he does. And that's evident from the get-go with Eraserhead, this weird black and white movie about, uh, you know, 
struggling with the anxieties of masculinity and fatherhood in particular. It's a, and the way that that manifests itself in here is like this weird, gross guy covered in warts turning on a light switch and, uh, uh, this, the disgusting baby thing that, what does it mean? Marcus? What does, what, mean? <laughs> what does Eraserhead mean? I should have written down notes. <laughs> I just said what it means. It's about the, it's like the anxiety of, uh, having to, of traditional male, uh, ideals and specifically fatherhood about like, like, uh, worrying about this thing that is growing inside of this deal and you have to d- do it. Right. That's how you describe a baby. Yeah, a thing. Uh, a thing growing inside of a deal. It's it's still haunting to me, Eraserhead. And yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. It's it's about fatherhood. It's about masculinity. And uh, it's, it's insane how it's one of those debut features that, oh, you can definitely tell who this guy is. Hey, kind of like Saul, like we said earlier. Uh, yeah, and and you see those telltale signs of Eraserhead throughout his entire filmography. Um, yeah, uh, almost all of it. I mean, I don't know how much Eraserhead is in the straight story, but maybe maybe somebody can find that connection. Some of that oddball kind of like different way of looking at stuff is in the straight story. Kind of the humor, like the, what he chooses to focus on, the humor, yeah. the yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's in there. It's in there. Um, okay, so. My transition was going to be Twin, Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, part of a franchise, you could say, kind of a TV franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of, it, It's almost a sequel, kind of. Um, Halloween 2 is a sequel. Furious 7 was a sequel. Saw as many sequels. Hey, you, you like sequels, don't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jack, Jackass number two is a sequel. Why? Jackass number two. Why, why the second one? The Jackass movies are the funniest movies ever made. Again, uh, they, another they, another placeholder for a franchise. Sure, they are. <laughs> it is. But I choose two specifically because I think it is the one that probably holds up the best or is the most rewatchable for me. It is like one of the only movies I can put on and I will laugh just as much as I saw it the first time. What these guys are willing to put their body through to make you laugh, to do stupid shit, to hurt each other. It's all incredible. And then this, this one in particular, it, it culminates in, uh, this just incredible prank against Aaron McGahee, where they convince him that he is, uh, being, (laughs) being captured by a rogue cab driver and they run him around and, uh, scare the hell out of him and make him legitimately think he is going to die. And then they, they uh, top it all off by telling him that the fake beard that he has on is actually made of the pubes of all of his cast members. That, <laughs> that, that is the, that that is the ultimate culmination of everything Jackass is to me. It is, these guys are just fucking with each other for your entertainment and for their entertainment and they are willing to put their bodies through some insanely stupid stuff. And I appreciate them oh so much. I cannot wait for Jackass forever. 
And, and uh, I don't know, one, Jackass 1, Jackass the, the first movie, it doesn't hold up as well to me, but the, the TV show does. Uh, the third movie absolutely does. I'm looking forward to forever. I love everything these guys do. I love all these guys. They're, 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 good they're guys. on my, they're in my hearts. They're all in my minds. Except four seven. Except that one guy. Isn't he a bad guy now? That uh, the one who he has his issues. <laughs> we, we Bam is always. Eh, I don't know. Man. We don't need they're, to talk about it. They're all fucked up. <laughs> the, 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 the stuff that they're willing to do. At least one of them has to be kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mentally insane. But Johnny Knoxville. What what a great guy! I I, I just saw him what a on showman. a showman. I saw him do an interview uh, recently, and like, yeah, he's still amazing. Um, uh, he should win an Oscar one day. I mean, uh, he, he's certainly done enough in his career to warrant an Oscar. I mean, what's what's going to take, Marcus? I'm asking you, what's going to take? I I think he could pull off a serious dramatic role to to like get to get that I, I think he could do it but uh but i i think uh what is no it's not gonna happen there's no, <laughs> it's there's not gonna there's happen. no way no you, you they s- should give him multiple honorary oscars in in uh in retrospect for these movies but they haven't done it they're not going to uh it, it's gonna happen wait just wait just wait another 20 years when they're 70 years old they're gonna get an honorary oscar right yeah right you you quote me on this. Quote me. Um, my my biggest mistake of this episode was uh, having you on. No, I'm joking. Was <laughs> not going from Twin Peaks Firewalk with me to the next movie I want to talk about because it makes more sense. TV shows, yeah. TV movies. Yeah, movies. Yeah, movies. I don't know why you didn't do that. You I, threw me off. I messed. <laughs> I messed up big time, man. I should have talked about Neon Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion. Uh, you know what, Jackass is a TV movie. What am I? Talking oh, you know about? what? That's hey. F- it, God damn it! I messed up too because I called it a sequel. It's a it's also a TV show made into a movie like t- Twin Peaks and yeah. Evangelion. So I, you know what? This makes complete sense. I take it back. I'm a genius. Yeah. So let's talk yep. about another movie that's based on a TV show, Evangelion Genesis, whatever the fuck I just said. Um, I don't think now I can't remember. I think I talked about. This one with Harrison. How, how many Evangelion movies are, are there? I can't tell you. Uh, five, Wait, you, I think. You can't or you won't? Five. Five? I can't. Be, uh, five. There are five. There are five movies. Actually. In, if you count this one, which is like three episodes of a TV show, like a series finale. Oh, you know what? They did talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion. I just saw their list. And uh, yeah, you're 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 nothing special, Marcus. Somebody else already talked about Evangelion. Yeah, um, I, I need to give it up. Uh, Harrison <laughs> is the reason that I have watched this. I, oh, I, I, this is this is brand new to me, Marcella. I saw Evangelion in the last uh, month. This movie in the last I, month. Uh, in the last month, wait, and it is this high up on my list. Let's go back. It is number eleven. Is it because did you hear that episode with me and Harrison where they talked about this? Uh, no, Harrison's talked to me about it a lot. Oh. They, they've 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 been trying to convince me to watch it for basically since. I mean, they they had this general passion for it. They talked about it on our website and stuff, and then it came to Netflix, and they were like trying to get me to watch it. And I finally, uh, I finally gave in, and I watched like the first episode, and I was like, "Yeah, this is kind of neat." 
And then uh, a few months later, like six months later, <laughs> I watched the second episode and I was like, yeah, this is kind of neat. And then uh, uh, like a like a train gaining, gaining steam, I eventually just plowed through all of them in like a week, the rest of them, and thought, yeah, it's pretty good. And then I watched <laughs> End of Evangelion. And like what this thing does is just unbelievable. The 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 end of the show, the like the the series finale of the show is kind of this uh they kind of throw out the main plot um to rather focus on the emotions of the main character for the final episode, which right. is a, a bold move that I respect. I, I, it is a good episode and it is like a very ballsy show, a very ballsy move for a show that is as insanely popular as Evangelion was at the time to do. But, uh, and they do some like really inventive stuff with the animation and it's like a really cool episode, but then fans, uh, bitched and moaned and they're like, we want a real ending. Uh, they Zack Snyder justice leagued it. They got that thing to get made. They eventually like spent a year or something making this end of Evangelion, which is kind of like, not a remake, but like a, like, uh, like, uh, t- telling you what else was going on during the finale of the TV show during like the last two or three episodes. And, uh, what was going on is some of the most insane shit I have ever seen. It is like, just, I don't want to spoil anything. I really don't want to get into plot, but these visuals, I've never seen anything like this to think that this stuff was all hiding in the background of, of the main character having this psychic breakdown and what this does to like reframe the main character and kind of make him a stand in for the whiny fan base. uh, And to make, make you just absolutely hate his guts as Oh my god! I, I I'm trying to talk without saying anything specific, so I don't want to. Oh, but but just just rest assured, I'm not an animation guy. That but this has like the most impress some of the most impressive animation I have ever seen. Some of the most impressive visuals, period, I have ever seen. The people who worked on this are true artists. They knew what they were doing. They made some really something fucking beautiful that I will never forget. Uh, you must not forget is the name of one of the movies it's, that I haven't seen. There's four more movies for me to go watch. I haven't seen them. It's a labyrinth. And it, 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 it was, it was like the build up to the fourth movie that just came out. That's what made me get into it. I gotcha. Well, another one just came out. How can they keep making, don't yeah. answer this. How can they keep the final one? How, how can, okay. So it's the final one. They, they finally put the nail in the coffin. It's yes. Like the show ends and like there's four movies at four or five movies. After the, that. The, to my understanding, they're, the, the, the show is like from the 90s um, and then they spent like the next 20 years basically remaking the show as four movies and the fourth one just came out. Why? I don't know. Okay, good answer. Can't say it. I haven't, I haven't watched it. I don't, I don't have, like I said, this shit's very new to me. Uh-huh. But yeah. what I can say is Evangelion is something that you should experience it. It's, it's bonkers. Uh, Harrison obviously... It's much more personal to them. They they talked about it way better on their episode. And when uh, Marcus says you should experience it, he's talking to you, the listener, not to me, yeah. Marcelo Pico. 
um, because I will not yeah, watch Marcelo. No, 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 you shouldn't. No, I'm not going to. You don't deserve it. I don't. I don't. I'm not a good boy. What do you deserve? What, which one of these movies do you deserve? I deserve these other. Okay. We've already talked about all the movies that are kind of like, whatever, like not, 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 not in terms of like quality, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of like, um, everything we've talked about so far. <laughs> fucking sucks. Right. Let's get to the good stuff. Uh, 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 it's it's uh, people can come and go on it, right? Which is a disgusting thing to say. Um, they can they can make up their minds whether they like it or not. But the the rest of the list, I think they're stone cold, without a doubt, classics. Okay, really? I think so. I'm looking at the list, the the remainder of the list. The rest of these movies. Well, actually, no. I take it back. There's one more, actually. Let's 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 drill into this one that I'm looking at right now. Oh, there, there's actually two. Okay, two not verified five out of fives all around. Yeah. Let's go but with in the, my eyes. But in your eyes, they are okay. The place beyond the pines, which I only say mm-hmm. is not five out of five in most people's books because yeah. it, it it's one of those movies that maybe people forgot about didn't see for whatever reason i don't hear much i don't hear many people talking about it but yeah you have a soft spot for it obviously don't you i do i do and it, it, it's pretty personal honestly like I, I i i went to go see this movie as a double feature with my family they they all wanted to go to oblivion and so did i the tom cruise movie but and i and i convinced them all hey let's go see this uh, weird two and a half hour art movie Cause I'm a fucking dork and, uh, and, uh, I was absolutely enraptured by it. I think they were bored to tears, but I, uh, from, from minute one, this really captured me. I like the, that, that, that shot of, uh, that shot fought that tracking shot following, uh, Ryan Gosling's back as he slowly walks through the carnival and then gets in the roll cage and starts doing the motorcycle uh, stuff. And all the way until the very end, um, I was like fully emotionally invested in this. I don't, this movie's about fatherhood. It's about like the relationship, uh, between fathers and sons and how that reverberates through, uh, generations. Um, uh, it, it's, it's something that I, uh, I don't, I don't have a very good relationship with my father. And this movie, I think, dives into themes like that. Uh, about that specifically in very uh, uh, touching and uh, insightful ways. And also, also that double feature that I saw this movie with Oblivion is the uh, time that I, um, at that movie theater, I saw Now Hiring on the Marquee. And I went and uh, applied and I got the job and I worked at the movie theater for minimum wage for like a year and a half or so, but I absolutely loved every second of it. It's my favorite job I've ever had, except for writing for talkfilmsociety.com. <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have fired and, you. Right and, here. Uh, yeah, it's personal to, me, it's personal to me on both of those levels. There you go. Is that acceptable to you? I'll take it. Now, I want right. just a good of an answer for Bone Tomahawk. Go. Bone Tomahawk. A movie that I kind of heard about, heard the rumblings about, and I heard like multiple people, multiple people whose taste I tend to trust, say like, "Oh, you should see this thing," and I did, 
and uh, I, I, I think more than any other movie on this list, I think this this movie has everything in it. It's it's a horror movie. It's a drama. It's a comedy. It's a romance. It's a It's a it's exploitation. Western. It's a it's a western. It's it's multiple types of horror. Uh, it it really has all that. It has this insanely stacked cast that are all like really giving it their all for reasons I don't even understand. This couldn't have been a this couldn't have been a money maker for any of them. But uh yeah, it felt like a real like passion project. It felt like a real like boom kicking in the door. S Craig Zoller is here moment. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh I don't know if he's uh lived up to this movie since then. Not really here to talk about that, but but Bone Tomahawk stands on its own. It's like a damn near perfect movie in my eyes. It it like I said, it has it has all of those elements, and I think it balances them so pitch perfectly. Um, like it, it, it just it, it's not like it it's not like it shifts tones. It's like it is all of these tones all at the same time, and I I. I it's hard to explain, but it, it's something that I don't think I've ever really seen before. Like it's the, 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 the movie in my eyes has everything. And, uh, the, 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 per, the performance by, uh, Kurt Russell and Richard Jenkins in particular, those two, they, they share a moment near the end of this movie that will just, just shreds, shreds me, shreds me. It shreds you. Yeah. Tears you up inside. This movie came out of nowhere. I'll quickly say I saw this at Fantastic Fest when it came out. I think it had its world premiere there, maybe. And it's one of those that I had no expectations, kind of like a lot of film festival movies. But I sat down, was blown away. Everybody in that theater was blown away. And yeah, uh, S. Craig Zoller was here. And yeah, I'll I'll say I've only seen... um, What's that one with uh, Vince Vaughn? The other one, not not uh, the Mel yeah, Gibson dragged one. across concrete. Uh, yeah. I saw Brawl and Soap no, ninety nine. That's the third one, Brawl. Yeah, Brawl. I saw Brawl. Uh, it was fine. I I and then yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna yeah. gonna go around and see. It's like, oh, this is yeah. what this guy wants to do. Like, okay, well, yeah. It, 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 maybe this was a fluke, but whatever. It it, it, it might have been a fluke, but so so what? It, it's it it still so stands what? as like a fantastic debut. Um, or just just a fantastic movie on its own. So forget the guy, uh, and whether he's gonna go ever go back to something as good as this. But what this is, it's it's excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's why it may be controversial because of the director. But hey, uh, forget the stuff he's worked on since Bone Tomahawk. Uh, watch Bone Tomahawk; it's amazing. Um, okay, so I think uh, now I think. We've touched on all the ones that may not have been in many people's books, five out of fives. But the the rest of the movies on this list, they're straight classics, five out of fives. Can't go wrong. There's no mistaking the rest of the movies on this list. Right, Marcus? Yeah. I like good movies, too. (laughs) And now, yeah, the, the rest of this list says, now you can like Marcus Irving. If you listen through this long, now you can say, hey, you have, you have good opinions. Like Old Boy. Everybody loves Old Boy. Old and Boy. We're talking yeah. the original Old Boy, by the way. Um, not the remake. Uh, are, are you a fan of the remake, Marcus? I have seen the remake. I think it 
has its uh, charm. It has its moments, but like overall, it feels like a way meaner, way more cynical and nasty movie in a way that's like, I mean, so is Old Boy, but but in a way that just feels less charming. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is, is, uh, yeah. I was reminded the other day because somebody was talking about the remake for some reason. Um, Chateau Copley, isn't he the bad guy in Old Boy? The new, the remake. He is. Yeah. yeah. He is. How yeah. could I for, How could I have forgotten that? Because I love Copley. I, lo- I love that guy. That silly yeah. dude. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the remake. The original. Um, the original. Did you know the twist before you saw it, Marcus? No, sirree, Bob. I knew absolutely nothing about this movie other than it had like a good reputation. I just was like. I'm kind of, I was just kind of like uh, starting to get more into, I believe it was like right around the time I started with Talk Film Society or like just a little bit before. And I was like, I should expand my worldview. I should watch some like foreign language films. And the, my, the thing that I went to was like Korean stuff and uh, for whatever reason. And uh, I heard, I heard a lot of good things about old boy. It was easily available to me on Netflix. I watched it and it, it absolutely blew me away. I told everybody I knew to watch it. I rewatched it multiple times within that same week. Um, I think it is just this crazy, like, descent into madness for this guy. Uh, this, like, uh, this, uh, this, uh, like, really fun, like, kind of procedural, uh, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but it's a fun, it's a fun mystery, mystery, mystery. Yeah. It's a, it's a really fun mystery to play along with and unravel. Um, I, I don't know what knowing that twist first would do to you, but I, I, I think having it hit you over the head at the end of the movie like it does is like like oh my god, um, like that that that's a that is a moment I'll never forget is like like my jaw hitting the fucking floor, and yeah. it, it's some really inventive filmmaking in here. The, the thing never drags. It's 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 a it's just a fantastic movie to watch. It has that added benefit of the twists and the story are being really good and the performance is amazing the fucking our lead eats a live squid and he actually did that and it's just disgusting to watch uh the fight scene the hallway fight scene what do you want amazing <laughs> what do i want <laughs> <laughs> you've sold what me what more do you want from him you've sold me yeah no you, you you've sold yeah. me on it it's it is incredible um and yeah i i, I don't know because i I don't think I knew the twist. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I'm pretty sure I knew there was something fucked up about it, but yeah, I'm not going to say it now, but uh, I want anybody listening uh, who hasn't seen Old Boy, the original, to see it. And uh, uh, if you don't know the twist by now, you're you're in luck. You're, you're going to have a good time. It's definitely one of those. Yeah. Beyond the twist, it is uh, still, like it's still like a great mystery and like pretty fucked up movie and um, great action performances all around um i still don't know why they remade it but uh it happened it was i mean i mean spike lee did all right it did yeah spike lee yeah it it, it, ha- it has its merits i would i would say please don't watch that one first like watch the original first and then you can watch the american one if you want to but 
Yeah. Yeah. Spike Lee it's weird. is fine. Weird it's fine. Uh, I mean, he made another... Oh, no. I mean, since he made yeah, Old Spike Boy... Spike Lee is more than fine, man. <laughs> what am I trying to say? He's fine. He's doing fine is what I mean. Okay? He won an Oscar yeah. a few years after he did Old Boy. And he made a, he's made a few classics uh, all around. Like, one classic that's on your list. That's on, that, That's what I'm getting at, Marcus. I'm trying to do a transition here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee, old boy, forget that. Spike Lee, do the right thing. That's on your list. Number four. Do the, the right, right thing. thing. Do the right thing, Marcus, and tell me about <sighs> Do the Right Thing. I don't know why I watched this movie. Uh, it was just like on TV one day or something, and I think I'd possibly heard about it. But I, it was just on TV. I watched it, and then. I instantly rewatched it, and as soon as it was over, I instantly rewatched it again. And as soon as it was over that third time, I rewatched it a fourth time that same day. Wow! Because I was just so enraptured by it. Like I, I really everything the 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 characters, the visuals, the the message, the 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 spirit that this movie has, the uh, the kind of call to action ending everything about it is like really it's incredibly well done it's not his first movie right no 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 it's not but but anything it's 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 a beautiful movie i don't know i'm starting to lose it marcelo (laughs) he gives an incredible performance spike lee himself he's a very good performance stuff with the ice cubes it's hot that day (laughs) The pizza. Who's on the pictures on the wall? <laughs> Sam Jackson. It's all. It, hey, it's a. It's a. Ver, it's a verified classic. All right. And hey, yeah. you're not losing it, Marcus. You're making complete sense. Um, because literally we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Just nine left. We can skip through some of these. Just nine. Yeah. Yeah, we can. Okay. Drive. Look. Who gives a shit? Drive. I mean. Uh. Uh. uh oh, wait. Why did I already mark that as already done? Was that subconsciously me saying we've yeah. already? Uh, what else can we I say mean, about we drive? We talked about it last time. Drive, drive, drive remained from the last list. Okay. Drive was like, drive was like one of the main movies that made me become a a, a cinephile, a film geek, if you will. Yeah, a bore. Yeah, a bore. <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, listen. It, it, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. No, you're right. It's if uh, when we go back and we're gonna we're uh, we as a society and film Twitter and and all the cinephiles, yeah. we're gonna look back at Drive because it's this year because it's yeah. the 10th anniversary, right? Yeah. And it is gonna be one. It is one of those movies like that's to your point converted a lot of people into becoming film buffs because yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's it one of those movies. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It, it just is. It just is. It, it hit me at the exact right time. It, like, the fucking Scorpion Jacket and Ryan Gosling are just the... At that time, they were... He and that jacket were like the epitome of what a cool dude is. It made me want to seek out all these independent movies. I started watching... So, 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 so like a wide variety more of movies than I, that, that, uh, than I had seen previously because of this movie. 
Uh, it, it really opened up a lot of doors for me. I, I, I kind of wonder how I would, I haven't seen it for many years. I kind of wonder what my reaction would be to it now, which is why it's not super high up, but, but, uh, I have a feeling it, it'll hold up. I, I, I'm due for a rewatch, but I'm waiting on that 4k, uh, remaster. Yeah. We'll get a, yeah. Yeah. Cause working on one, aren't they? yeah, Ruffin teased it earlier this year. Uh, that's coming out soonish. Enough good things cannot be said about that soundtrack. The like, the yeah. like four licensed songs or whatever, they are just endlessly re-listenable. They absolute bangers. Yeah, um, but I get it. Like, it's sort of like Pulp Fiction, where you know, uh, a yeah. decade or two after that, we kind of look back and say we like that really. But then when we really, when we really pay attention and we rewatch Pulp Fiction, it's like of course because it's it is a classic. You know, but because yeah. of the fans and like that jacket and sort of the cringy things that came out of that, we kind of look back on it like maybe with like a furrowed brow. But no, it deserves to be called a classic because it is. It's it's that yeah. good. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Rocky. I mean, who doesn't love Rocky? Rocky's a classic. Yeah. A classic. Is this hey? Is this uh, is this another placeholder for the rest of the franchise? No, it's. I, I, I love the I love a lot of the rest of the franchise. Um, I think like two is very good. Three and four kind of not not really on board with. Five brings it back. Uh, Balboa, incredible, uh, really a beautiful movie. And then Creed and Creed one especially is like just on on the on the exact same level as Rocky is just being like a a perfectly told underdog tale that just makes you feel really goddamn good. Um, and uh, but the, the the thing that Rocky has is I mean a nostalgia. I watched it a lot growing up, but b like just these characters are so lovable and they're but like all of them are like severely flawed. Like, like Rocky is like a, a total moron. So is, so is Adrian. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's what I like about movies. But that, that's, that's what makes them lovable. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's why you like them. Like their, their love story is like, really it's, it's adorable. And, uh, and, uh, Rocky's, uh, Rocky's will to fight is, uh, much stronger than my will to, Live. Keep doing this right oh. now. <laughs> and live, yeah, in general. <laughs> but you gotta be, th- these are the steps. Creed incredible. Creed We're, 2, whatever. Creed, Creed, Creed 2 is ju- just as good as Rocky. If I'm you want to, if you want to, if you want to swap Rocky for Creed, go ahead. You know what? That's fine. Uh, and, and I'll do that now. So I'm going to write down Creed as your number yeah. 12 and take out Rocky. F- forget Rocky. Yeah. Um, but no, are you, I mean, I'm excited for Creed 3. Uh, because um, everything I hear about it finally getting Stallone out of there. Yeah, get out of here, Stallone. Get, get stay in stay in Canada, Rocky. Yeah, stay up there. We don't need you here anymore. Get out of here. Um, but we love Sylvester Stallone and everything he does. Uh, I'm surprised. Right. No reaction to me saying how much I like Rocky Five. Rocky Five, I, I, very good. Underrated. Oh, I, anyway, my 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 brain may have muted that. Um, and I, I may have like purposefully <laughs> just avoided that entirely and I'm going to keep doing it. So let's keep going. Good. Um, chasing Amy, Kevin Smith. You're a huge Kevin chasing Smith guy. Amy, Kevin Smith, huge Kevin Smith nerd. Uh, listen to 
Smodcast and all his podcasts and watched his like evening with Kevin Smith DVDs just over and over and over and over. Watched all of his movies over and over and over growing up. Uh, just something about him. Always loved him. Always will. Uh, the, the always. man himself has kind of kind of lost a lot of his, uh, his sheen in recent years. He's being a lot more annoying uh, as a persona, I think. I, I'm not that obsessed with him anymore. I couldn't even make it through his last movie. But Chasing Amy, I think, is... I I think it's pretty easily his best movie. It's in the Criterion Collection, so nobody can doubt that. Nope. Uh, the, 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 the relation... This, like, love triangle between... Uh, this bi- bisexual love triangle between Alyssa and Holden and Banky. Um, really, a uh, I don't want to say ahead of its time because it's not like other people weren't doing that stuff. But 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 uh, forward thinking and uh, and uh, you know I, I the performances. I'm an Affleck guy. I love I love I love him to death, and uh, it's probably my favorite performance of his. Joey Lauren Adams, uh, just just you can't beat her. She's incredible. Jason Lee, very funny, very good. You got Jane Silent Bob in there. Holy shit, man. Uh, a lot of like monologues and stuff in this movie that I like a lot. Like, it, it's like a very romantic movie. And it, and it has uh, tra- his like trademark, like crass language and like, uh, like over overt sexual uh, references and, and conversation. But I think it uses them to tell like a way more, mature and interesting story than like, you know, I'm all rats, which is like just a goofy comedy and clerks is, uh, I'm not going to say a bad word about clerks, but no, don't you fucking but, dare. Uh, no, I absolutely will not. But, 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 but chasing Amy, I think harnesses these things and, uh, to tell like, a cool story. Um, I mean, this is, uh, when Kevin the Smith. worst one of these you've ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will say it is amusing to me at this point that this is almost like torture for you to keep talking for. I, I, I don't know why. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No torture for you. I'm I'm enjoying it. I know you're you're suffering through this. So Marcus, yeah, I know. I, I apologize because it's coming through. <laughs> That's why I apologize to you. Clearly, Inglorious Bastards. Uh, the the fucking it's it's absolutely fucking awesome. I, I you you Quentin Tarantino is an unbelievable filmmaker. That is undisputable. He has not made a bad movie. Not only has he not made a bad movie, he has not made a movie that's any worse than like an A minus. He is fucking knocking it out of the park. Time after time after time after time, and it is impossible to pick a favorite movie. But I did it, and it's Inglorious Bastards. Good job. And uh, I think it's my first uh, Tarantini that I saw in theaters. Um, Two thousand nine, yeah. Uh, I yeah. I've said this before, but uh, I still remember sitting in my seat at the end of Inglorious Bastards and just being just uh, in awe. Jaw, uh, my my jaw was yeah, was dropped. My my jaw dropped. Away. Yeah, it blown is, away. It is like just it 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 it, it, it it's so good. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm it, with you. It's it's going to be on my top twenty five for sure. Um, right now I, I can't. So. Yeah, I'm sure so. It's my number two of all time. I can say that definitely. 
d- definitively. Holy shit! So my number two Didn't of all think time. That. Yeah. Uh, and 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 it, and, uh, it, and that's because of it, its love for cinema. Yeah, because hey, and you love cinema. I love cinema. I love film. <laughs> I it, 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 honestly, Marcus, we joke, but I am, you love film. I love film. I'm not kidding <laughs> when I say I love film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, Marcus, like I love telling the story about how. I love film. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but honestly, here we go. Seriously now. And this is where I'm going to tell the serious story, okay? No no joking. And, and this sounds like I'm setting up for a joke, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. We, we stopped joking. Although this would be a really good time for me to, to, to do that again, to, to make a joke, but I'm not going to. Fuck, I really want to make that joke, but I'm not going to. Uh, I, I saw Inglorious Bastards on film, uh, which I love, uh, back like four years ago now um, at my local Draft House Theater. And it, it at that point, it was already still, it was in my top five. It was still up there. Uh, but seeing it again with a packed house, with an audience, it was on film, projected, like it should be. Um, I'm not going to say all films should be on film projected, but this one is a, is a clear case of why one should. That that is a, that is a cherished memory for me. It, it's 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 amazing. So I can't see yeah. it not being on my list, and I can't see it not being my favorite Tarantino. And it's my number two of all time. So yes, uh, it's just it's it's incredible. It's incredible. It, it's everything Tarantino does well, and I think just 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 taking it to the tens, just. Uh, that cast, what a cast! What a cast! Uh, it's wh- funny. It's thrilling. It's uh, it's it's everything a movie should be. It's why I love. It really is. It really is. Phil, um, Phil. call me by your name. Oh yes. Uh, speaking of five out of fives, this one. Yeah. It's it's your number Chasing five. Amy. Yeah, chasing Amy is like a beautiful love triangle. This is a, this is a beautiful love duo. Okay, you just, they're just a couple then. It's just two people. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, so it's no, like, it's like no. Call me romance. by your name. I think is is filled with like just the, the, this imagery. This imagery has stuck in my head since the moment I saw it. I'm so glad I got to see it in theaters. A lot of these movies I, I have not, but uh, Call Me by Your Name is something that I really have almost never stopped thinking about since I saw it. It, it, it kind of just lives in my head all the time. It, it, it's, it, it is like just this ideal, beautiful countryside. The visuals are just, just serene. If you, if you could live in a movie, if I could live in any of these movies, I would easily take call me by your name, that beautiful Italian countryside. Um, and the, the way it's shot, just, just, just fantastic shot composition, all of that. Uh, be- beautiful choices. Clearly, very well thought out movie. Luca Guadagnino, he knows what he's doing. Who, who's that? Th- didn't the cinematographer get her- Matthew Liebetuk? Is that who that is? Yeah. Didn't he get arrested? Or is it? Uh, <laughs> oh, anyway. great. We're talking about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I, uh, and should we talk about question? Army Hammer too? Oh, like, Jesus! This guy. He's- 
Oh, and did you hear about Timothy uh, 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 Chalamet? Uh, the the rumors of him. I I don't, I don't even want to say it on what? mic. I don't even want to say what? it on mic. Uh, no, I have not. Timothy Chalamet. You're gonna tell me about this later. We're gonna talk but, about that. Let's we'll about it off. But mic. I think on film, these characters, Oliver and Elio, I love this like weird budding romance that they have, like uh, kind of uh, an awakening of of of. Uh, Elio's sexuality, um, how it kind of how how it evolves through the the summer, um, the the bits that they decide to show you, I think, are incredibly smart. Like it's not like chronicling everything; it's just showing you like here here's what they did this night, and then they'll show you six weeks later. Here's what they did that night, and and like that that night they went out dancing in the fucking streets with some hoodlums. That I just it is it is a dream. Like this movie is an absolute dream. I, it I, it lives in my head all the time. And speaking of speaking of drive and great soundtracks, Sufjan Stevens just just uh, just hit a dinger right out the park with this one. These 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 songs they they remain in my playlists every time they're on. I hear them, especially uh, "Mystery of Love." I know every word to it. I could sing it to you right now if you wanted me to. Is it a video? But. <sighs> but I believe that's for another show. Okay. Um, Raiders of Do the you Lost share the same Ark. Thoughts? I don't know what you think about. Oh, <laughs> I was going to move on. No. Okay. <laughs> no, real, please. Real, uh, I want to know if you'd like, despite the, the fact Say there, yes or no. despite the fact that there are, uh, uh, uh one for sure, uh, uh, documented one documented creep in here. One, uh, who's on trial and may be deported and may spend several years in prison in another country. Uh, and then another that I've just heard rumors about being a creep. Despite all well, that, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it is, no, it is a very, uh, I think uh, it's one of those movies that I don't outright love, but moments of it have stuck with me uh and have affected me greatly like that last speech yeah. where the dad yeah, the ending yeah, yeah. well, well, well yeah uh, even before the end end yeah that speech where his dad says you know d- yeah. uh, d- uh don't don't lose this moment your heartbreak because you know when you grow up it's you feel it less and less like that brought me to tears the ending it's beautiful yeah the, it's so beautiful the, the ending itself with the song and like chalamet staring at the fire that's beautiful like there are beautiful moments in this and you know i, I, I am just yeah i i am so upset we are not going to see call me by your name too like i like the, the thought like when that was announced like as this movie was coming out i was like just over the moon and now things have happened it's not gonna happen and that fucking sucks like i i just want to see these characters again i want to live in this world again but it, it's okay uh, it, it's fine on it, I, this is a movie i if i if i had to pick one and that's not true that that'd be my number one but if i had to pick a second movie and i could only watch two movies for the rest of my life it, it would be it would probably be that one it would probably be that one and, and my number one gotcha anyway um tree of life Cloud Atlas. I was going to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark, but fuck it. Tree of Life, um, Cloud Atlas. Those are, are similar in my book. Yeah, um, they probably are. Yeah, yeah. Mesmerizing uh, visuals, uh, like a really grand sweeping story that's told <coughs> in a very uh, 
uh, Cloud Atlas, uh, it's not like, it's not so much abstract. It's just more like uh, interwoven and kind of like you got to follow six stories at once. But Tree of Life, you're kind of following multiple stories at once too. It's just like one's the the small story of this family, and the the other is like the creation of the universe. And, and this is another like just like Drive, very important movie for me that came out in 2011. That is like one of the reasons main one of the main reasons besides like my mother showing me movies and Roger Ebert reviews and stuff to why I am like such a movie geek who just can't stop talking about them and knows what to say perfectly every time <laughs> and it can go on for uh, more than 90 minutes yeah, talking about movies and yeah, just has the energy yeah. to do so yeah 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 but just the visuals in this movie out of this world just 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 un un unassailable you, you can't like, you can't badmouth them. And do, do I say like, I fully understand what happens? Like, no, I, I don't like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know anything about what Sean Penn's character did in this movie. What, what the hell was that? But, but, uh, but it evokes so much emotion and it, it is like a really, uh, a really beautiful movie. I keep using that word, but whatever. It's beautiful. Cloud Atlas is, something that like I saw in the theater with a friend and like, I was so blown away by it that I just, I, I went out, I bought the book and I read half of a chapter of it before <laughs> I put it down and realized I don't read books, <laughs> but, but this is, this is a movie that like, just, it, it blew me away. I keep saying that to you, but fuck you. It blew me away. <laughs> it, it really did. Uh, it, like it, it takes six stories, tells all six of them in, and it's not like an anthology thing where it's like one story, two story, three stories. It, 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 it combines all of them to tell like thematically relevant to each other things happening at the same time and like satisfying stories. It has everything. It has romance. It has like a romance story. It has like an espionage thriller story. It has a a couple different future sci-fi action movie. One's like a crazy Blade Runner action movie. And one's like a crazy Blade Runner, uh, thought, thoughtful <laughs> movie. <laughs> Are you okay, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> this movie is all movies in one. The Wachowski sisters are unbeatable. Um, could I put the matrix on here? Sure. Cloud Atlas feels uh, more like I got to experience it in the moment. So it feels more like this is my movie. I got to see it in the theater. I got to go out and buy the book that I didn't read. Um, <clears throat> feels like one that like it shouldn't exist. Like against all God, against all odds, this movie feels like it should have, not been made, but if it was made, there's no reason it should be as good as it is. And Tom Tykwer too, of course, along with the sisters. Like they're just great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Speaking of great stuff, all the performances. Uh, nothing. Nothing problematic about it. <laughs> so I was actually okay. Uh, since you brought it up, I I actually did bring it up earlier today when I recorded with Matt Curry on. Uh, spoiler alert! Actually, that episode came out already because that one was first and this one I hope so. is next um this might never see the light of day um but i did talk about the controversy and i just said i'm just going to reiterate if anybody didn't listen to that like yes um the for lack of a better word yellow face and the the the, the race the, the racial issues around cloud atlas have been brought up 
recently, and I'll just say the intense from the Wachowski sisters. Yeah, uh, it, 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 it's always on. I don't, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like I think you have to be using context and in the context of this movie, like what this movie is. Like I, I'm, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. No, it, it, it's. It should be called out. We should have a discussion about it. But I, I always just feel the Wachowskis are always coming from a place of good. So we, we can point it out and we can say it is problematic. But still, we can also say it's not. I don't know. It, it, I still. And there's nothing mean spirited. Yeah, it's not mean spirited. I still love the movie. I still love the story. It's used thematically for the movie. Yeah. Like it, it, how these different souls exist in all these different timelines in different forms. Yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 if anything, it's like experimental in that way. And yeah. to, to see that play out is something that I fully appreciate. It's a reason why I love it because it is for lack of a better word, like daring. Some would say. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know. I'm not going to fully defend it, but I'm still going to, give cloud atlas five out of five because i think it's it is a pretty much perfect movie regardless or not regardless with with regard to the racial stuff you know uh, with withholding that uh, into account so yeah so hey it had to be said you know although i should have uh hammered matt Moore when he talked about woody allen but uh you know i can't go back and edit that um three more of those on my list (laughs) you have no woody allen um Steven Spielberg never hurt anybody. Um, from from what I've read, I, I I read a book on Spielberg, and uh, the the only dick movie he's ever done is like shut out his father for thinking his father cheated on his mom, or he was mad at his dad for leaving. Uh, but it turns out uh, his mother was cheating. It's all fucked up. It's all gonna come out. Uh, when when man, when what a fucking weirdo! <laughs> uh, but, but 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 man, he can make an action film, can't he? Yeah, yeah. He knows how to direct. He 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 puts all his frustration. He, uh, he, he makes in, a rip roaring action adventure for the ages. One that uh, I think has never been topped. One that I go back to all the time. One that uh, I will never tire of watching. It, it's always just as exciting. The set pieces, the the humor, the 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 the, the, the visuals, the. Oh, the music it's just, it's just incredible filmmaking the music the score just uh that that, that mr williams he also knows what he's doing george da, lucas da, da, da. a genius george lucas yes it works it still works uh it, it, we're uh, it's the what the 40th anniversary of this movie now and yeah i just rewatched it uh, not too long ago and hey it works that's my it works <laughs> we get, let's say it again it works. Just, just my, just my, and my quick ranking. Uh, we go one. We go Crystal Skull. We go Temple of Doom. We go uh, that third one. Wait, what? Last Crusade. What did you just say? What did you say? You say Raiders, te- Raiders, Crystal Skull, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. That's that's the ranking. What? 
That's the definitive ranking. What's your problem? What? what? If, if you've made it this far, I might as well try to piss you <laughs> off more. Crystal Skull is a very good movie that understands the action adventure of Raiders of the Lost Ark and I think emulates it for a new age perfectly. Even though it's using the, the, the kind of digital effects don't really hold up very well, I think... I think most people hating on that movie are ridiculous. I think it, it, it's great. Now I, I've been on, I've been on your side for the last <laughs> one hundred minutes, right? Um, and you, I don't know why people don't like the movie. I don't. I really don't. Listen, I watch it and I see just just as just the same kind of stuff. I don't know. I like it. I don't hate it. It's fifty fifty for me. I, I remember distinctly yeah. walking out of the theater after seeing Crystal Skull and just thinking, was that good? Was that bad? It's like right in the middle yeah. for me, right? Yeah. But what you're saying doesn't, I don't know. I just, I'm going to respectfully disagree. I don't think it, uh, if anything, Last Crusade does it better um, in that regards to like emulating the, the feel of the first movie. Um Temple of Doom is, is is its own thing, but no, I I can't I can't get behind this Crystal Skull uh, thing you're doing right now, Marcus. I I can't. Out of everything you've said tonight, I like Crystal Skull. Out of everything you said tonight, I like Crystal Skull. All right, it's one thing. It's I, honorary number twenty six. Jesus list. fucking uh, Christ! <laughs> that's not true at all. Apocalypse Now all. Redux. You're number two. Apocalypse why, Now why, Redux. Why, why? Speaking of Harrison Ford, he's in that. Why? Yeah. Why Redux? Similar to Call Me By Your Name, I think Apocalypse Now is like a really dreamlike, ethereal, uh, just descent. But 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 rather than just being a nice dream, it is like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it is like this descent into madness. It's this absolutely crazy avant-garde uh, movie that uh, that that the that the that. Uh, the cast and crew went insane making, and that shows up on the screen. And I think Redux, I understand a lot of people's problems. It fucks up the pacing. That that whole trip to the to that one like the that plantation. dinner scene or whatever, like that 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 fucks everything up. Yeah. But but I don't care. Like it's just like it's just like more of this movie that I love. Like I watched the original, and then I was like, man, this 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 is so like intoxicating that like the thought that there's another version of this that's even longer uh, it was so enticing to me and i went and watched it and i thought just i literally thought just the exact same way about it like i, I actually really like the the like playboy <clears throat> scene where the where the dancers come out to entertain the troops and it's like really just disgusting. And I, I think it furthers the, the film's themes even more like it. it I, I think that scene in particular adds a lot, even if the dinner scene probably uh, drags on way too goddamn long, but it's just like, I, I, I yeah, I'm going with more, more of a good thing is a good thing. Uh, now that's, that's my reasoning for redux. The, the, the redux is different from the, was it the final cut that came out? The final. I have not. You not I seen have not that seen one? the final yeah. cut. Yeah. I think I bought it. I, I just haven't watched it yet. For me, my my, my quick take is I'll, I'll go with the theatrical because it's it is leaner. I think the plantation scene yeah. does um, make the Redux drag, and that plantation scene yeah. is also in the final cut. So. Um, mm. It, the Redux and Final Cut are very similar in that way, but no, uh, I mean to each their own. I'm not mad at you for picking Redux. Uh, I'm not as mad as it's like just, as it, you saying Crystal like, Skull has worth, but uh, it's fine. It, 
if if there were if there were a version of Call Me by Your Name that was forty five minutes longer, like if a couple of those scenes dragged, I wouldn't give a shit. I get to live in that world for forty five minutes more. Like that that that's literally my that's literally my uh, your take your hot take. Thought. Yeah, it's just yeah. You know that that may say a lot because Apocalypse Now is not going to be in my top twenty five. Like it, it, hmm. it, maybe that says a lot about me because I have to look at my 25 and say, huh, or if I were to add 25 or 45 or an hour to any of these movies, would I be happy about that? So I, I, I see your point. I, I see your point. We read heart of darkness in a college reading class. And then they have us, uh, <clears throat> watch apocalypse. Now I had, I had already seen it before that point. So I was just excited to watch apocalypse. Now again, I don't really have a fun story attached to this other than like everybody in the class was bored to tears, but I was like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm watching apocalypse. Now this is crazy. They're cutting that fucking ox's head off. <laughs> and, and I get to watch everybody's reaction to that. And I just thought that was a fun experience <laughs> uh, to be a young Marcus Irving in that classroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of young, were you so young when you saw Southland Tales? Southland Tales, a little boy, time. rented it from a movie gallery, watching on a PlayStation 2. Loved it. That's enough. Just, All right, Marcus, intoxi- thank you. <laughs> no, no, just intoxicated by it. I think this movie, more than any movie uh, of the modern era, speaks to the era in which we live in. It understands the hypocrisy of the, of the politicians that, uh, decide all of our rules for us. It is angry at the right people, but it also knows that, uh, like it, it knows where, where, where the blame lies. And, but it's not just those people. It's the people that are ineffectually trying to, uh, quote unquote, stop those people. It's also mad at those people. It is like this, uh, I keep saying it dreamlike and ethereal. It's got so much of those, qualities to me where it's a world I just want to never leave. I just want to watch this movie 24 seven every single fucking day. I don't know why it's hilarious. Um, it is, uh, dramatic. It makes me cry. The music is, uh, I would, I wish they'd release it on vinyl. They never will. Um, it's a movie I never want to stop thinking about, and I want to thank you, Marcelo, for allowing me to do our other podcast where we are talking about it in as much detail as we are, because it is making me appreciate a movie that I, I didn't even know was my favorite movie until we started doing this, honestly. Like, I was like, it was just a movie that I kind of, like, revisited many times over the years, but, like, I don't think I would have called it my favorite movie. But then I started, like, thinking about it in deeper ways and realizing just how genius it is. And like Richard Kelly is a guy that he, he is, he's, he's fucking tapped into something, man. Like he, he can make you, he, he makes me believe in, uh, in, uh, in like seers and fortune tellers and shit. This guy can see into the future. He, he, he is a, he is a, He's a prophet. Richard Kelly is a prophet, and I will follow him to the ends of the earth. I I, I hope to God he makes another movie. It, it doesn't have to be Southland Tales too. It doesn't have to be the prequel. Just make another movie, man. Make your fucking Rod St- Serling thing, man. I'll watch that. Yeah. I just love this guy. I, lo- I I love him to death. I think Southland Tales is. <sighs> Just perfect. If you want to go, if you want to go, listen to me and Marcelo talk about it 
for 500 hours. Go ahead. <laughs> we got it. It's there. I'm on record with my thoughts on it. Uh, it won't make my top 25. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, will it make my top 50? May- maybe. Maybe not. Top 100? Oh, come I, on. You I, can get I, it I in the 50. I would be personally offended if it were not in the 50, Marcella. I would have to think really hard, Marcus, because it. Maybe we should save this for have a nice apocalypse of this discussion, because <laughs> we could go on and on. But uh, hey, I I like it a lot, I, and because of the podcast we're doing, have a nice apocalypse. Yeah, I'm liking it more and more uh, as we go. So uh, I don't regret that decision for for us doing that podcast. Um, and I'm I'm happy you 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 found your truth, Marcus, and and knowing for sure that South End Tales is your favorite movie of all time. Um, but yeah, again, like Marcus said, if you want to hear us talk hours and hours and hours about South End Tales, there's a podcast for that. Um, that's it. We're done. Congratulations, Marcus. You made you made it through. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm uh, I feel good. <laughs> Before we go, before you just jizz all over yourself, plugs, Marcus, where can the people listening find you online? Follow me uh, on Twitter at Marcus Irving 317. Uh, I'm going to be putting together a. <laughs> going to be putting together a model of the main character, Heather from Silent Hill 3, a resin model that I got to glue what? together and paint. What the fuck are you so talking about? So you can follow about? my journey doing that throughout the month of October over at uh, at Marcus Irving. Three, no, that's not my name anymore. <laughs> at Junkblader. At Junkblader. At Gunkblader. At Gunkblader. At Junkblader. Um, I want you to listen to our podcast. It's a lot more focused than this, I think. Uh, have a nice apocalypse. Uh, listen to our old podcast about wrestling. You want to watch a uh, uh, surprise? I like wrestling. Oh yeah. <sighs> um, uh, uh, play video games with me. Uh, I love you. Um, listen to the show Hollywood Handbook. Uh, what else do I like? Um, I think we can stop there. I think we can. Silent stop. Hill, just the series in All general. Right. You should play those games. That's um, enough. Thank you, Marcus. Give me money out. if you want to. Okay. You can send me money What's in your, the mail. I can give you my address. What's your Venmo? Uh, DM me. Just D- DM me. Okay. DM um, DM Gunkblader. If you're if you're a mysterious benefactor out there who who likes me for some reason, go ahead and send me all the money you got. You looking for a sugar daddy? Oh, what else do we got here? I want to turn my fan on. I'm really hot. We can stop there, Marcus. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> this was a delight. Uh, don't worry. I won't cut too much out. Uh, And listeners, thank you for listening. Come back next week for another episode. And here's my catchphrase to end things. Hey, see you at the movies. No, I never say that. All right, bye. I am sorry. (laughs) I am so sorry. Sorry.